The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today's guest is uh, one of our favorite people to have here on the podcast, and that is John Michael Holtman, who is the co-founder and principal with Concord Property Comfort Companies and Concord Capital. John Michael, thanks for being with us today. Great to be here, John. Thank you. Uh, you know, I love having you on uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, but one of them is just uh, getting your perspective on your area of the market. And you're, you're doing retail. I know you do some office, um, but you cover geographically the Gulf South, which includes five states, you know, the, that area that you're working in. Can you just give us an, an overview of how the how that market's doing right now today and what's sort of going on in, in the Gulf South states? Sure, I appreciate it. Overall positive in in areas, you know, we've seen um, an increase in occupancy. You know, we're I'm predominantly in the, the retail and shopping center space. And uh, I think the greatest advantage there was a lack of, of new construction, a lack of new building. And so we saw an uptick over the last several years in occupancy, and we've seen some uh, some rate increases. The largest everybody's talking about on a higher level would be office, and it's it's been interesting, John. We have seen we have a portfolio of office suburban office buildings, and we've actually seen the opposite of what you read about in. Wall Street Journal or tune on it, tune into CNBC that just talks about how negative the office market is right now. And we've seen that uh, we've got the highest rental rates that we've ever achieved at the, the office buildings that we own, all um, in an area of suburban Jackson, Mississippi. And we've seen the, the lowest vacancy numbers. And so uh, generally, if we have a space turn, then uh, it leases relatively quickly. And actually, no, you just, I think you're in the process of purchasing an office building. So I guess office is something you're looking at as well now. Yeah, so we we, we closed in that deal. And uh, I think that I, I agree with you. You know, we, we got a great deal. Uh, we're going to move into the building. And I think we're putting some new life into it. It's being competitive. And I also want to add, like, you know, you're, you're based in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. You guys have a great governor who's really attracting a lot of new business and uh, Tate Reeves done a super job there. So I think that's helpful. And side note coming up here, not, not too long. Um, it'll be the anniversary of 28 years ago. My wife and I got married in Brandon, Mississippi, uh, which, which you've got properties in Brandon. So I've had a long loving history of that area and I love the people, love the, love the culture and love the properties there. One of the things I've hesitated on is for me personally, is in buying there. It's always trying to think through, you know, what does it look like to sell in the back end? So can you talk us a little bit about that, that you you are an investor and you obviously raise capital and you're buying stuff in these markets that are so good, but since they're smaller markets, do you do you just plan on holding forever or do you plan on selling at some point? What's what's the exit strategy there? Well, it's a great question. And I, I think I I think I was just on the phone with an an investor who served as kind of an advisor and a mentor of mine and um, uh, very smart, astute 
guy and um, based out of Texas. And we were talking yesterday and he said, never sell great properties, never sell well-located properties. And, um, you know, you'll see people that live by that philosophy. You'll have funds, real estate equity funds that, uh, which we are not, uh, that, that are, that are selling on a seven or 10 year basis. I think it comes down to the property, to the location, to, to what's the plan, to what are we going to do if we sell? There is definitely the, it's, it's a pro and then also a con. I think you got to kind of understand it on the front end when you're buying in certain tertiary areas, you do have to pay attention to uh, there's not the peaks in the valleys that you may experience in other areas that have a major increase in value. Um, so we don't see that a lot across Mississippi, Louisiana, parts of Alabama. You just don't see the major peaks in the major valley. Think about it in the residential market. You don't see it. You don't see that as well here, where you know, like you see in a Nashville or a Dallas, where. Somebody purchased a home a few years ago, and suddenly it increases super quickly. So we, we've kind of grown accustomed to, you know, we're buying on based upon what is this property doing today? Are we buying it right today? And, uh, you know, we're really buying for we're, – we're not underwriting some major appreciation. We're, we're, we're really – we're looking specifically at what's this property doing today? What's its cash flow today? And um, and then what can we do with it? You know, so um, we did a we did a deal last year in your hometown, and that's kind of more our type deal, which was uh, or sorry, your wife's former where she was born, which is just outside of Brandon, and it was seventy percent occupied. We were buying it for the income of where it was, and we knew we could turn it into a hundred percent occupied property and carve out some pads. Which thankfully we just executed on that business plan and. Took the property to a hundred percent lease and created three out parcels. Uh, and, and my, and we and my, hold that property. And my family thanks you, by the way. And my family thanks you. <laughs> I, <laughs> Great. I, I have been to that property. I've, I've seen those out parcels, and the last time I was there, which was you know probably about a month ago, it was it was hopping. Um, so it sounds like to me, it's like a like you got to focus on great real estate. B, you have to have proper expectations, right? And then I think that C. Um, you're betting on the overall situation. I, I struggle to think about what people do in markets like um, Detroit or uh, different parts of maybe New York or California where they're projecting to have um, migration out, whereas all of the markets that you you dominate, they're not huge markets, but they have uh, projected migration in, which is, seems to be solid core to your business plan. And so that seems to be pretty helpful, right? Right. Absolutely. It does. I think I think it's challenging. Anytime you get into situations, and I know some people do it, it's just it's it's not our model. Which is, you know, I've heard of the multifamily guys that are buying something on speculative. It doesn't perform today. It's negative leverage today, but they're assuming three to four rent bumps and uh, major appreciation and uh, interest rate drop, and they're making a lot of assumptions that really we don't know. Um, and so I think that's something we've generally, we, we, we've stayed in our lane and being an owner and operator of real estate, not just an investor. And then somebody else is operating it. We generally understand what it takes when we're underwriting. We understand what are the challenges? What do we need to do? 
how's it going to be to operate it? So I, I think that's been an advantage, but we've kind of stick to a, a relatively simple model. And then you got to match up with investors who understand that model and also understand and respect those markets. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some in, investors, I know there's some investors, maybe institutional guys that just only focus on top tier markets and you've got to make sure you got people that, that get the program. We're going to wrap up uh, this first segment in just uh, you know about, about 30 seconds, but did I get that right? That you have to be thoughtful that it's the right partner with you that also understands that market. Is that correct? Absolutely. You, you have to have the right partner that, uh, that understands the areas you are and here's where we are today and here's where we're headed. Well, and it also goes back to like uh, people have views of market. You know, I, I've met people for years now. I'm talking about how I go to Mississippi and invariably people say something negative. And of course, I'm thinking, I just told you my wife's entire family is there. Why would you say something negative? And of course, it's where I've had tons of vacations and tons of meals and have tons of friends. There's a lot of great things going on. So adjusting their 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 perception of that is is key too. Uh, John Michael, we're going to take a quick break. I got a couple more questions for you when we come right back. This is the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This is John Crossman, and I work with a lot of vendors in the commercial real estate industry. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones ever is my friends over at Construction Unlimited, Florida's premier roofing company, and they bridge the craftsmanship with the pinnacle of innovation. They're just one of the best groups because of the trust, the expertise, the quality, and my favorite part, they're really committed to the community. When you're thinking about roofing construction needs, keep Construction Unlimited at the top of your list. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we are back here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition with uh, John Michael Holtman, who is buying properties and redeveloping them throughout the uh, Gulf South, which is the five states. I kind of, I think about it as the Mid-South, and John Michael says it's the Gulf South, but really interesting area there with a lot of growth opportunities. And John Michael has continued to be an investor and, and making deals happen. That's part of him, but there's another part of John Michael that is uh, doing something interesting, which is promoting real estate education at HBCUs with a focus on Jackson State University. And um, John Michael and I partnered to, to endow the first ever scholarship there. And, you know, some people uh, see that as kind of a conflict, like that, like they're like, hey, you know, John Michael, you're this devout capitalist real estate business guy. You're kind of all about that. And then all of a sudden you're pivoting, going over this HBCU and endowing this scholarship. Um, so why, why such a quick yes to that? Why do that? Why spend time in, in that space? What's, what's the deep inside of you that's, that's motivated you to make that part of your business model? Well, I, I think we, we've talked about this for a while, John, with other friends and colleagues in the industry. I think we have a severe, severe imbalance 
in the industry, and, and we have a desire to see some change with that. And um, and look, we we have we have been provided opportunities through the business that we're in more than we deserve. And I think uh, I think with that, there's 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 always a desire to think about we've been blessed beyond what we deserve, and so we both have a desire to tell a story, encourage growth in areas and figure out how to add value. That that's a bit that's a bit what makes me tick on the property side. I I love the idea of taking something and 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 having a team to work alongside to create it into to something a lot better than what it was prior. Um and I think I that's there's a desire also in the industry to to impact communities to make a change for the better. And, you know, it's, 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 been, it's so encouraging to see when, when uh, that's happened in communities. And so um, with Jackson state, I think that just started with a simple conversation and uh, you were, you, you were so inspirational and in all the work that you've been doing and it piqued some curiosity on my end. And we had a conversation that led to another conversation and, then the governor and the president of the university are involved. The next thing you know, we're we're coming together to to start a scholarship over there. And I hope I hope through that it's it, it's one thing we'll be done. I think you and I both would love through that over time to see some change in this community and provide some opportunities where these students. I've already had employers reach out and say, "Hey, we'd like to talk to JSU about having some of these students as interns." And so, and some of the other schools that John's working with. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, this industry has been great to us. I love it. And I, I would like to see us do our part to, to help change some of the, the, the severe imbalance. So I, uh, I have a quote I want to read to you. All right. So um, uh, about 30 plus years ago, uh, Bethune-Cookman University created a scholarship program called Befriend a Student to Raise Money. And so here's the quote. I see the Befriend a Student program as an exciting new avenue, I love this part, for building a bridge of love and understanding between our students, our college, and ourselves. Let's give it our best support through our local churches. And that is Reverend Ken Crossman, my dad, about about 32 years ago. I just found that quote. And so I, I, I when I was thinking about that quote, it's like, I, I'm probably going to use the same quote and I'm going to, and I might say our local churches and businesses are like, or, you know, add that in there. And so when we get the business community, you know, who are capitalists involved in this kind of, you know, crossover connectivity, it impacts everything. So if we take an area like Jackson, Mississippi, which is, you know, 81% um, black population, Jackson State College or University is a historically black college that has not historically had real estate education and add real estate education in and start the conversations of generational wealth and the impact on that. Um, it, it changes the way the um, community impacts with law enforcement. It's the same thing with, with, with taxes. It really is a jumpstart to a whole new world of opportunity for people. And so I see you doing that there in Jackson, which is critical. And of course, we're always trying to make sure that that conversation is happening across the country, but it has to take some pioneering, right? It has to take some bridge building because somebody has to say, 
hey, I'm not going to go uh, volunteer at Old Miss where my wife went and we're members of the Lifetime Member Alumni Association. But, you know, my wife and I are like, hey, Old Miss has got a lot of support. Let's go over there. Let's go to Jackson State and create this bridge of love and then get this connection into our industry. And, and so many business leaders in our industry want diversity, but they don't know how to make that connection. And that's probably where, where you and I can help out. Is that right? That's right. And specifically, that's right. That's also about your father too. Yeah, well, <laughs> and and nationally, you know, we see, you know, companies saying, "Hey, I'd love to have more diversity in real estate," but they're not getting applicants. But that's where, if they could, you know, match our scholarship, and then if we could get uh, the CBREs and the Colliers and the JLLs and other big companies to match the endowment, that also gets them a front line of doing recruitment and cultivating the talent and bringing it in. Right. That's right. You well, know. I think about uh, MLK's quote, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I uh, uh, heard a pastor say recently that uh, in a sermon that I was listening to is, is, is few people, if, if, you, you don't hear somebody say, well, that guy just did a great job and lived a great life. He really served self well, you know, right. like you, you don't, you don't hear that. And I think that's, that's uh it's one of the, you obviously know my family situation and a, a brother that's a coach and um, I'm involved now and coaching my son play sports. And uh, there is, there is something so great to just beyond the, the, the scholarship at JSU, there, there's something so great organizationally towards, towards having people. I've got some, some, some great people, young people in, in our organization right now. And, uh, they got energy and uh, they're super excited about what they're doing. And, and it's fun. It's fun to be around that and see them grow and develop in areas that uh, that you've been talking about for some period of time. Well, I, I would love it if uh, somebody listening to this who maybe watched recently Gene Hackman and Mississippi burning and said, oh, my gosh, Mississippi, that the history of there, something should do. Somebody should do something. Well, if you if you think about that, so look at look in the mirror. It's you. And so. If we could find more companies to make investments in the state of Mississippi, and you know, look, one of the funniest things was you and I did that photo op with the governor of Mississippi and the president of Jackson State University, and I will never forget walking to my brother-in-law's car and thinking, "I'm going to sit down at lunch." Remember, you and me and and Sonny had lunch together, and I'm going to like promote it on social media. When I sat down my car. The governor and the president of Jackson State had already been tweeting it. It was already blowing up on social media. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't hard. It was not hard to get these two individuals in the room. It wasn't hard to get them promoted. It was just like a match got lit on a fire that was ready to burn. And so we just got to find some more people. And wouldn't it be great, John Michael, if in 10 years there's you know 10 plus real estate scholarships at Jackson State and ours is the smallest? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be great. Well, uh, John Michael, I appreciate you so much. Um, I want you to stay in close touch. I want to keep hearing about what's happening uh, throughout the Gulf South. Sounds like a lot of good opportunities and people people doing deals need to be aware of it. And I'm assuming that like, if people have money they want to invest, they can contact you and you can help them figure that out. Or if they need brokerage representation, you can take care of that. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we're going to stay in touch. And if, if people want to do more scholarships at Jackson State, they can contact you too. Is that all good? Sounds great. Thanks for having me, John. All right. Thanks, John Michael. Uh, We will be back here with a final segment in just a moment. 
I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally to serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's Professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge, backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, we're back here with the final segment. Uh, Mike, how are you, sir? I am doing so well. How are you, John? I'm doing great. It's always so good to hear from John Michael Holtman. Yeah, you know, had his, him on before. He's right. awesome. We yeah. know his brother is the head basketball coach at The Ohio State University. Now, I did not remember that. And John Michael was a college basketball player. Ah, so, like, we talked about that the right, last time you right. interviewed him. Yeah. So, legit good guy. And... You know, uh, here he is doing very significant real estate deals in markets that I think a lot of people aren't thinking about, right? Like mm-hmm. Brandon, Mississippi, yeah. where I happen to spend a lot of time. Uh, but Louisiana, Alabama, uh, Arkansas, you know, West uh, Tennessee, you know, Memphis area. Um, he's he's out there getting those deals done. And even if they're smaller markets, if there's growth, there's opportunity. And a lot of those markets do have growth. I mean, there are places where people want to retire. You know, if you lived your whole mm-hmm. life maybe in Minnesota and you're thinking about, hey, your final season, maybe going to a, a nice a nice little town in the South is a good opportunity, right? I think so. And you he know? has that heart, uh, a very similar heart. And uh, it's fun to hear it from somebody besides you. Right. Because you're always really doing a great job of, of pushing that button and trying to get a, attention out there for the real estate education of young people, especially through HBCUs. But you found yourself an ally in John. Well, if you think about it, you know, look, I'm, I'm a track guy. He's a basketball guy. And so what does that tell you? It tells you, one, the men we looked up to were, were diverse, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, when I, men I looked up to when I was in high school, you know, it was Carl Lewis, you know, it was Michael Jordan. And like, you know, that's, I mean, that's who I want to be. And so John Michael's a generation below me. But, you know, he had that same kind of thing. The men he looked up to were a lot of times were black men. And so mm-hmm. admired that. Then you take it to a camaraderie. You know, when I was on relays in college, it was me and, you know, three, three black guys passing the baton. And I love those guys. And I'm still relationship with It's the same thing for him. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, there's a brotherhood that comes. And so when you take that and then you dump us both in real estate and all since 99.9% white, it's like, wait a minute. This is not what I admire. This is not my brotherhood. This feels weird, right? Yeah. And if you just pull the thread slightly, you see a, a bigger issue and how that kind of all comes together. And I think that we're also guys that are solution focused. You know, when you're when you're buying shopping centers, you've got to be about community. You got to be aware of what's happening in that community. 
And so when you look at communities that are struggling, you know, retail is part of it. Yeah. And so uh, that's part of it. And I loved his quote. That Dr. King quote was, wow, was so on, good. on point. Yeah. And then when he told the story, according to that pastor about, you know, the end of life. And so, you know, he's a guy that's making himself and his investors a lot of money. Good for him. I, I want that for him. Just like, that's what I do. And at the same time, he's trying to leverage that mm-hmm. to help and impact more people. I mean, the fact that he mentioned seeing a severe imbalance mm-hmm. and then taking steps to do what you can do. I mean, that's that's one uh, example that we all need of not just being a hearer, but being a doer. You know, it, it when when you had the first movement of blacks going to law school, a lot of times they graduate and they become public defenders. And you think that's a good thing. And it is a good thing. At the same time, you need some that are litigators. You need some that are corporate, right? Because again, there's a higher paying jobs and like that. In real estate, we've had so many that then the first way to come out and they're working for a housing authority, affordable housing, like, well, that's a good thing. But we also need them to be investors and yeah. we need them to be brokers right. and mortgage brokers, things like that. So that's hopefully that's that pathway, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're this big, huge corporation, you're like, hey, what diversity? Well, go to, go to Mississippi and recruit at Jackson State. And by the way, we got a scholarship and resources. We're trying to help that path. You know, if you look, if you look at a path and no one's pioneered it, it's scary, right? You got to get a machete out and map through there's other snakes or whatever. Just call yourself Lewis and Clark. Right. And so (laughs) we're trying to mow that down so that the next people and it's easier. So as always, Mike, thanks for being here with me and being such a supportive part of the team. Until next time, this is the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.